0: The White Sox stymie the Twins. Hold them down for two runs again in game two of this series. lot to discuss on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Friday, July 15th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Brandon Warren. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline. Is where the game starts. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Jacob says it best, Brandon. That was a tough game to watch. Felt like the Twins had chances early on. Um, it feels like the White Sox are here, Brandon. They're now back to 500. It's a three game lead for the Twins in the Central. And we've talked about them going back months, and now it feels like uh, they finally turned it on.
1: Yeah. I mean, in as much as the Twins could. St- still grab the last two and get back to right where they started feels like quite a bit to ask and the twins emptied their um, whatever you want to call it pitching wise with six pitchers going tonight. It just felt like I know the twins are two for eight with runners in scoring position, but it felt like so much more and maybe it's mounting cumulative effect of them doing that quite a bit, especially against Chicago this season, but it was, Four walks and nine or five hits, so nine base runners against Kopech in five innings. The opportunities were there the whole time, and they just could not cash them in. They now lead the American League in ground ball double plays. It's just, it's, it's where I can understand frustration. Again, it's one of one sixty-two, just trying to get to the break. A lot still going to happen, even in this series, a lot can still happen. But I get where the frustration is coming from. Let me tell you that much. So, the Twins, Archibaldelli pulled Devin Smeltzer
0: after three innings. First, I'll ask you how you felt about that decision to pull Smeltzer in that spot. He'd given up two runs to that point. It didn't look great.
1: Yeah, I was, I was fine with that. This is a team that has really hit lefties well. And so, having Smeltzer work as a quasi-opener, I, I mean, I get it. But they didn't have a bulk guy. So, I think it might have been the plan. I just think, too, that it was still going to require a lot of relievers to kind of patch it together. And for the most part, they did until Griffin-Jacks gave up a three-run homer to Adam Engel, which you wouldn't expect. He was in there for Luis Robert. You'd expect Robert to be the guy victimizing you there. So I had no problem with Smeltzer coming out when he did. It was just one of their good guys, one of their very good guys, and Griffin-Jacks had a hiccup, and that happens. Yeah, and Tim Anderson took uh,
0: Emilio Pagan deep there as well. It was like the Emilio Pagan experience. There's two big strikeouts. He looked so good on those two strikeouts. And then, of course, uh, Timmy knocks one
1: out. I don't get it, man. I really don't. With <laughs> raw stuff like that, I know. It's like, it's like someone unplugged for that third batter every time. Yeah. It's just unthinkable. Over and
0: over and over, it feels like it happens. Cleveland also won tonight, Brandon, uh, to add insult to injury. That's two days in a row now. The Twins have dropped games to the White Sox and to Cleveland. Oh, the Twins are five and three against the Sox this year. I don't know their record against Cleveland. I assume it's a losing record now after their latest stretch. But they're still five and three against the Sox. At what point do you panic, Brandon? You start to think, okay, this White Sox team is is turning it on, and in the second half, it feels a little bit like 2019 with Cleveland.
1: Feels like the Twins have to win one of these last two for sure, for sure if they drop both of these and it's a four game sweep um that's floundering to say the least so let's hope that's not what's on the table and i'm still you know i'm still trying to stay strong they're going to go into the break at least four games over 500 which again we would have signed up for back in april so it's it's hard to keep perspective though in the midst of what feels like protracted prolonged not necessarily struggles but mediocrity this has been basically a 500 team for what feels like outside of a small stretch, pretty much the entire season. And again, better than last year, but I understand and sympathize with fans who are expecting more. So let's talk about that
0: game tomorrow. It's a day game, 110 Central. It is Dylan Bundy against Lance Lynn, and Bundy pitched pretty well against the White Sox in Chicago last week in that game. The Twins won. That was the opener, right? Bundy and Cueto, and then Lance Lynn going for the Sox. Lynn's ERA is nearly seven. He's looked uh, terrible he looked terrible in Cleveland he looked bad against the Twins and he just hasn't been right at all since he came off the injured list
1: you know it's funny when you were talking just just now I was thinking it feels like everybody else takes care of the Guardians and the White Sox just the Twins don't like mm-hmm. when uh who was it somebody went in and took care of Cleveland the Tigers the Tigers, Tigers yeah yeah it did make Cleveland look like They're no big deal. Meanwhile, Cleveland is just running roughshod over the Twins with walk-off win and all that. So it's just funny how how the head-to-head stuff has actually felt a lot more wobbly than you'd hope. I I have good expectations for Dylan Bundy. I think Lance Lynn, you know, he's gonna get it back. It's it's all fastballs all the time. He's too much of a competitor, and I think he's in too good of a place like a place where he wants to be as opposed to Minnesota a few years ago, where I wouldn't rest on the fact that he's got a seven something ERA in, in some ways I kind of see it like Joe Kelly, Joe Kelly looked really good tonight when he was locating something outside of his fastball, he looked untouchable. So I'm expecting a big, strong effort from Lynn. Certainly it probably will help to come try shove it in the face of the team that had you for a little while there, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, the Twins can keep that ERA inflated for Mister Lance Lynn. Well, the Twins' strength this year,
0: Brandon, I would say overall, and you can we can have some back and forth on this, but their strength has been they have a deep lineup. You know, one yep. through nine, everybody can go deep, everybody can drive in runs, everybody can get on base, and that offense and that strength has lost to a White Sox team that that's not really their strength. They, they thought that would be a strength coming into this year. It's more top heavy right-handed power, but the Sox have outslugged the twins, Brandon. And I think in any series, the twins get out hit. It's going to be hard for them to win because that's the strength of their club. What do you think about that?
1: No, I think that's exactly right. And the white Sox don't get on base that much. And they just do a certain number of things, not well enough to escape themselves. They have enough individual impressive pieces on their team to be a division winner year in and year out. And yet, you know, some guys haven't stayed healthy. Some guys have made key big errors in the field. Um, that triple play comes to mind too, where two guys caught napping on the bases. It It's a team that just doesn't seem like it can get out of its own way and plays in spite of its manager, as opposed to for its manager. But against the twins in the last three, it's looked anything like that, anything but like that. So Twins going to get that mojo back. Is Dylan Bundy the guy? We certainly hope so.
0: <laughs> well, it's so it's Bundy tomorrow. And you wonder because Bundy's only gone like five innings in most of his starts. He hasn't, I mean, he had a couple where he's gone long because he's pitched extremely well and efficiently. But now that the Twins used a bunch of arms today, Brandon, it's a little spooky to think if Bundy can't go deep tomorrow, where they're going to be at. I don't know if they'll send an arm down tonight. I don't know how that's going to look, but you wonder how the bullpen picture is tomorrow.
1: I mean, it would make sense to me to send Smeltzer out tonight and bring somebody up, but I don't know if that's Cole Sands because I don't know who – I'm trying to remember if – I think Ronnie Henriquez or Enriquez has worked recently. I'm trying to think of who else would even be on the 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 shuttle. <laughs> who could get uh, – well, well, get over to Minneapolis. It's not going to be that hard. But uh, in terms of 40-man stuff, because they just also did a 40-man Caleb Hamilton. So I – I wouldn't be surprised if we hop off this and we see that Smeltzer's been optioned and they're bringing up someone that we'll find out about in the morning. But yeah, they're going to empty out the tanks. But so far, they're kind of already doing that going into the All-Star break. Two games until the
0: break. It's Lancelin, Dylan Bundy tomorrow. Dylan Cease and Chris Archer on Sunday. Brandon, we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for commenting, liking, subscribing, everything you do for us. Thank you, listeners. Brandon, we'll talk soon, brother. Thanks.